1: Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Junta, and we're joined with a legend, a man that when the lights were shining the brightest in October, he put the team in his back pocket, grand slam against Chris Sale. Is that good? You tell me. It is my pleasure to welcome a massive Johnny Junta guy, Jordan Luplo. How are we? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, man, and and I forgot to mention, brand new Arizona Diamondback. You have to be juiced about that, just based on the fact that you just bought a crib in Arizona. So I mean, was that how did that work out? Like, how did that like was that one of the teams on the radar? You reach out to them, or they reached out to your agent?
2: Nothing, dude. It was it was complete blind side. Um, maybe it was, it was kind of a manifest in a way. You know, buying a house here, getting it all set up, and then boom, the Rays trade me over a few days before the lockout, and now we're here, man.
1: So now, I mean, you went out on top. I mean, I think your last was your last at bat, that grand slam, or was it a like, what was it? Do you remember? It was a double. That's good, too. That'll play. Rodriguez. Okay. So. All right. That'll play. Anyway, so I'm wearing the Michigan hoodie. I'm a Big Ten champion. I was there last weekend. I'm going to make an announcement on the show. All right. This is why I'm a big Jordan Luplo guy. Here it goes. This is going to get clipped. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. And I'd like to announce, I, I don't have a National League team. The Braves, because Tyler Matzik, the Arizona Diamondbacks are now my National League baseball team. You sign Jake Hager, you sign Braden Bishop, and you pick up Jordan Luplo. Now I'm on the map. Now you got my intention. I'll be going to Chase Field, maybe chopping it up. I mean, these jerseys are dynamite. I mean, we can just establish that right off the bat.
2: Yeah, dude. Hey, I love it. I love the support. You know, officially, unofficial. Always, always for the boys. I will tell you that
1: the biggest for the boys pod of all time. And do you, like, like I said, you don't know anyone on the team. Correct. You don't know one person. No, man,
2: I haven't. Uh, no, I don't know. A
1: single, single soul. How does that work? Like how does that work in a locker room when you just get traded it's your first day at spring training? Are you the type that's going to be going up to going up to the guys or are the guys going up to you? How does that work?
2: Um, I think I'm just going to kind of make it casual, man. I think I'm, I'm going to go up to the guys that are around me and, uh, you know, try and get to know them. I think it's just kind of like, another another thing for spring training you know you get to learn people's names where they're from uh you know how they like to work and uh just kind of introduce yourself and some of the guys introduce themselves so
1: i can't wait for you to meet jake Hager i don't know if you've met him uh he's a ma- man rocket one of the best looking dudes of all time big ufc guy that's a little thing you guys will click maybe you could chirp him on this when he got drafted first round i believe it was like 10th overall he got first round 2012 on his license plate. So that's a chirp you could maybe throw at him, get a little casual, let him know, you you know, Kingham. That's something, that's a little ammunition for you. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't want to start out with that, but that will definitely. <laughs> just bring good. my name up. Just bring my name up. He actually, that's the guy that's put me in his back pocket in fantasy. He's, he absolutely just fleeced me on two trades. Gave up. I gave up a lot of guys for like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's absolutely dog shit. So uh, that's, that's a guy that's absolutely fleeced me and being an AZ. I mean, how fired up is your family now? Because before you're at Tampa Bay, it's kind of a weird stadium. It's a weird drive. Now you're right in the heart of AZ. They have a place to stay. No more hotel. None of that shit.
2: Yeah, dude, lock it in, lock it in. A lot of family time. Uh, first West coast team too. So being a California guy, we play uh three teams in California um I'm probably gonna lose half my salary to tickets this year but it's okay
1: yeah no that's actually a good point Musgrove actually mentioned that too when he plays in San Diego he's pretty much playing for free so like like that's a guy you just go to the trenches with just absolutely electric you and Musgrove are actually going to UFC this weekend and like I said I'm a degenerate gambler what's one or two guys that you're locked in on right now if you're gonna gamble I don't know if you're gonna gamble maybe you're retired but who's one or two guys you're locked in on (laughs)
2: Hey, I did have to take a break there for a while. It was getting rough. Um, I respect it. We're back. Maybe we put in another J&J parlay.
1: Yeah, we're going to I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to tweet the J&J parlay out. We're going to get the people involved.
2: Sugar Sean is my lock. And I love the guy. I root for him. I think he's doing he's going to do it. Um, The main event. I mean, Nunez is a a lock too. But that's just the odds aren't going to be there. Um, Yeah. I might go Oliveira. He's the underdog. He's the champ. So there's good odds there.
1: We love that. We love value on this podcast. And one thing is we had Oscar on a couple of weeks ago or three or four weeks ago. And he and Quantrill and all these guys said, When you got traded from the Guardians, credit to me for getting that name right, to the Rays, you were on the team bus on the way to the field. How did that reaction go? What happened there? I was golfing. I was out of loss of words. I thought I was reading something. I was thought I was memorizing I don't don't know what the fuck was going on
2: (laughs) yeah dude um I was on the bus and it was kind of I was just got off the IL so it was uh really unexpected and as I was walking off the bus I I look at my phone I got the GM calling me I go well boys I'll see you when I see (laughs) and so uh (laughs) they were like what and I was like I'm about to get traded watch boom sure enough um when we're getting our freaking COVID covid tests in, in line i'm uh i'm getting traded so that was uh interesting news
1: it was awkward because i mean oscar said that you you were like it, it's just you're on the bus you have to i guess wait till the bus ride is done you're not even on the team anymore you're not going to see these guys anymore what's one thing you're going to miss about cleveland because those fans there are pure psychopaths they love sports down there what's like one thing you're going to be like man this i'm going to miss this shit
2: honestly you nailed it on the head right there it's the fans like obviously the dudes on the team number
1: one Love those
2: guys. Got a great uh, bond with them. But um, playing in that stadium when it's full and the fans are are rowdy, like we're in the hunt. It's it's fun.
1: It's yeah. fun. I Unless- mean, it, and when you deal with the Browns for that long, when they were absolute dog shit, I mean, you got you, you have something to root for there. And you're and one thing about you that people don't know. I was actually at the game on Sunday for the first win since week 13 of last year. The Detroit Lions, you're a Detroit Lions fan. Is that something that the fans were roasted you for, or you just kept that in the back pocket? You didn't tweet it, none of that shit. I kept it in the back pocket, dude. You
2: can't let – you know, I was trying to get as many fans and followers as I could, so I, I said, hey, I kept the go blue to myself because, you know, at the time, Michigan wasn't doing so hot against the Buckeyes, so – but now
1: – Now you can, yeah.
2: Now I can I can roast them. Now it's my turn, so um, – yeah, 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 I can. Kept it low key,
1: it's electric. I mean, dude, you should have seen that stadium on fucking Saturday, like it was, it was bananas. And I didn't tell, I'm gonna tell the story. Some Michigan fan beat the brakes out of a cop at the game, like beside me. Like, I'm, t- I'm not even lying. There was this one guy, he had bald hair, he was chirping the Iowa fans, like, dude, relax, like Michigan's up like 30. Like, what are you doing? And the cops come up because I don't know what he said to her or something like that. And this guy just throws an elbow from hell right at the cop's nose n- blood everywhere. There was like six cops that the taser out everything. It was bananas. I mean, those fans that do that are the biggest clown shows of all time. You're at a sporting event. You have no ties to the team. Maybe if you went there, I don't know. This guy didn't look like he went there. Like he was straight out of a fucking Netflix movie, but that's insane. Have you seen any shit like that playing in big league games where you like turn around and there was just a massive commotion in the fan in the crowd?
2: Um, there's definitely been a few i've seen uh i've seen some white Sox fans get after it in the stands uh <laughs> there's there's i i never get to see the punches or the whole you know fight scene but i always get the aftermath or the big people rolling down the bleachers like that's electric. lecture it's always that's- in the end of the game because people can't handle that alcohol by yeah. the fifth or they're, they're ready to go
1: i mean that guy's not gonna come out of jail forever i mean you throw a bow at a cop you're just done so it's just game over for you i forgot to mention by the way you just got surgery i believe it was a couple months ago you're rolling around in a walking boot kind of scooter thing how you feeling man how's how's the leg the ankle the foot whatever it is how's it feeling
2: good man it's going along really well uh ahead of schedule um pt over here is great um I mean, we got all off season still, but I, I feel ready to go, man. I'm I'm about to start swinging here soon, and
1: from there, uh, then on, it's up. Yeah, because the people don't know this, because I'm a loophole guy, I'll mention it now. I mean, I, at a certain point, you were playing injured, like you couldn't apply pressure on your front foot. So, just give a background on that. I mean, were you? Would you think about that mid swing? Like, I don't want to snap something here, so I'm gonna like go lightly down, or what was the deal with that?
2: Yeah. Usually before the DL or IL stance, it was like, all right, I literally can't, I can't swing this at bat. Like this guy better walk (laughs) or I'm screwed. Like I'm taking three right here. Um, Yeah. It got to a point throughout the season, you know, it started in January, just kind of battled through it. Um, Thought it was a different problem. Wasn't, but um, you know, long story short, it was tough season and we got through it. Now we got it, got
1: it fixed and, gonna be ready to go and right now you're gonna like at what point can you start letting it eat in the cage like because obviously you're just starting right now so it's gonna be like february or what i'm guessing january really think, yeah mid-january i think i'll be pretty full go
2: to be honest
1: pray so. for the nl pray for the nl pray for the nl so i want to talk about your time with the rays so obviously you go from a system that's not really analytical to a system that is bananas analytical we're talking starters we're talking all this shit what was like one of the biggest culture shocks you had with the Tampa Bay Rays? Like, was it the platoon at bats? What was it? I mean, that happened a little bit in Cleveland, but they would kind of let you ride it
2: out. Uh, Francona had more feel. He was just like, if you were hot, you stay on the field if you know, but with the Rays, it was, it didn't matter if you're hot, you're cold. Like they had a, a plan for you and it was every time until you showed them otherwise. So um, yeah, that like, especially after the grand slam getting taken out that was that was that was tough it was definitely ultimate high but it was tough you know after that you 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 hit a grand slam you're walking up to the to the box with the most
1: confidence you ever had in the world yeah no i was i was shook man i was ready to just roast kevin cash but i was respectful it's just it's crazy to me and that home run was insane i think what happened was i was watching it in a in a grocery store i put i put the phone on like one of the like the the shelves My butt and I start getting a shit ton of text messages because I'm watching it illegally because of blackout, all that shit. And I'm starting text messages like holy shit luplo, holy shit, luplo, holy fuck, all this shit. And I didn't really I didn't even know what was happening. So I'm watching it and I'm just watching with that dissipation. It was like a two-minute delay. So you're probably already at home and you're probably already the dugout. And I see that ball get launched, and I go absolute bananas in the food basics. I believe that's where it was free ad there and it was just insane was that the biggest moment might be a dumb question of your career like one of those moments where you were like out of body experience
2: yeah dude that I mean it's hard to compete with that moment um that was that was one of the best things I've ever felt in my entire life
1: (laughs) that's so electric
2: that right there, that Grand Slam was better than sex. I will tell
1: you. it 100%. And listen, and I say this all the time. I mean, the guys that gamble on the sports, gamble on all that shit, winning a bet, hitting a big league home run 100 times better than sex, call me a fucking loser, all that shit. That's the adrenaline you want. That's the adrenaline you need. So I want to go into that about for a second. So you step up. It's a Cy Young winner on the mound. It's not a bum. It's not like a, Duke, a McCook Community College guy on the bum. It's Chris Sale. So what was your thought process? When you step up to the plate and there's bases loaded.
2: I mean, what else is there? I mean, go for it, dude. <laughs> like, what, what else? Is, eat? You're in the playoffs. You, you got, like, the trop is popping they, from top to bottom, dude. They don't even – they usually block off the upper section. It's full. It's full. It's crazy. The towel, the, the yellow towels were going, and, like, it, there were so many towels going, you could see the lint from the towels on the field. <laughs> it was going all over the place and it was just one of those moments where you just lock in and it, it I mean, he just threw it over the plate and I swacked it. So,
1: I mean, there was a lot of jokes on Twitter from Rays fans calling you his daddy. Like, I don't know if you saw your mentions, but what was your like phone like after that? Because I i don't even know if I would have been able to like even realize what I just did if I did that. So was your phone just fucked? <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had
2: to set it aside for a little bit after the game <laughs> soak it in and and uh unfortunately we ended up losing the game so it wasn't like a, a happy look at my phone thing but um yeah it was it was cool to see all the support and you know the officially unofficial pod was all over it right away so. i
1: was immediate screen record grab it tweet it get it going and There's one guy. I don't know if he was your heading coach. This is a guy that it's day and night. He will retweet something about Jordan Luplo. I'm trying to remember his name. No idea. I don't know what he is. A heading coach, something along those lines. But you got some fans out there, man. I mean, the Rays Ray's Instagram was buzzing with Jordan Luplo stuff. And that picture is absolutely electric with the bat drop. Is that in the man cave right now? Like, what's the fucking deal, Luplo? What are you doing? it's going up dude it will go up in the man cave as soon as i get it going uh I, i'm gonna put the
2: two tvs up and it's going right next to them, right there
1: so do you have the jersey you have the bat like what do you have from that home Obviously, not the ball but what do you have dude i actually just pulled the bat out today
2: i was uh i was messing around with it it's some i was doing something like around the house with it like i, I think i was hammering something with it i'm like dude no i I'm <laughs> I used this bat to hit a, uh, I mean, it was a playoff Grand Slam match. Probably shouldn't be messing with it.
1: That is absurd. And obviously you've been in the playoffs before, but when you're on a team like the Rays who won the AL East, which is the, was the best division in baseball, I mean, you guys were would go down like 7 nothing, and you would just casually come back and win like 10-7, 10-8. So when you go into a playoff with a team that it's legit, World Series or bust, what's that locker room like? Is it loose? Like, what's it like?
2: It was, they were pretty focused, man. I, I spent, I mean, it was only a couple months with these guys, but it was, everyone was super focused, but they had a calmness about it. It was like, they've been there, which they did. They've been there and they're expected to do this. And, um, you know, unfortunately it didn't happen, but I just, I think the locker room was in the right mindset. We just were kind of ran into a buzzsaw in Boston.
1: And what's the, like, what's the atmosphere like on the plane on the way back to Tampa after that series loss, like, is there one guy that's trying to keep the bus loose or is it just like you could hear a pin drop? No one's talking, no phones, none of that shit. No, it's quiet, dude.
2: It's your season's over. You're just now, now you're like, you're, you're unsure what to do. You're like, I got to book a flight to go home, but I wasn't planning on going home for another three weeks. Like, yeah. So it was, and you're kind of taking the last look at some of these guys. So we kind we got together at the hotel We had a little powwow, a couple drinks up in the, up in the suite. So, um, said our goodbyes, I think pretty well.
1: Who's one guy you got the closest with on that team? Um,
2: I mean, glass now I've, I've been close with for a while. Um, and we lived together while I was there. So that was cool. Um, Kiermaier, Kiermaier was one of my guys I got pretty tight with. Um, also Brett Phillips. I'd say I'd say Brett Phillips was like we we did a couple of dinners together. We went to Bush Gardens. Um, we kicked it a lot. He was uh, he's a great dude. And I'm going to miss that guy for sure.
1: Brett Phillips. I mean, that guy is absolutely insane. And do you realize obviously you're playing alongside him? Do you realize how much he talks to fans? It's honestly some may say it's a like it's too much. I mean, this guy's legit having full blown conversations with every single fan in the thing. Is that do you think that's how he like focuses or what's the deal with that? dude. I don't know.
2: He's, he's a special character. I mean, you got to think he's a, he's a hometown kid, dude. He grew up like 20 minutes away from that field. So he's got family, friends, everyone there that knows him. Um, But I think that's just kind of, it's his thing, man. He's, he likes to play loose and react to fans and, and, you know, mess with them a little bit, say hi. Um, It's just kind of his thing, you know?
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Another guy you played with who just got absolutely paid, he already drives two Lambos, is Wander Franco. What was this dude like? I mean, you were there for his debut, I believe, correct? You were actually, yeah, you were there for that.
2: No, no. Oh, you just, weren't there for that? Just before I got there, um, dude, special <laughs> <Spatial. laughs> Like, there's a lot of guys I've seen that have good bat to ball, but his bat to ball is is through the roof. I, I haven't seen anything like it. Like, it looks like he knows exactly what's coming every
1: every time he hits. Our kid's gonna be terrorizing the ALEs for so long. I'm I'm scared of it. And you got to actually play against the Jays. Obviously, we, we hung out a couple of those nights. What's, what was your first, I mean, you've played there before, but playing there when the team is actually good, what was the atmosphere like you even being there as like an opposing player? Cause I know some guys tell you it's like the best city to visit, right? Yeah, dude. I like Toronto a lot. It's, it's probably my number one
2: to visit. Um, But that, those fans dude, they, they show out for their team. They show out, they show up and they root for them, man. Especially, especially the run they were having. I mean, they almost got in the playoffs there and,
1: They were were playing really well. They got a lot of young studs. So, I mean, what's not to like? It's bananas. And I was at that last game, and I told this story all the time. So, you know, when the Red Sox and and the Nationals, the Nationals won, the Jays were in. Right when the Jays win that game, 162 against Baltimore, they put the game on the Jumbotron, and Rafael Devers just launches and just ends the Jays' season right there. The stadium was... There was a lot of f bombs. It was absolutely bananas, man. So that, yeah, the fans there are absolutely insane. So have you played it? You've played an AZ before, right? Obviously,
2: uh, I had an exhibition game there, but that's oh, okay. about yeah.
1: Okay, I mean, is that a is that a graveyard like Comerica? What is that?
2: I mean, when I took batting practice there, and from the word on the street, it's kind of a launching pad. So I'm pretty Holy excited to uh,
1: <laughs> get after it. That is so electric. I mean, you're just going to be absolutely launching balls into orbit. So you're playing with Madison Bumgarner. Is that something you're excited to do? And are you the type of guy that's going to be like, can you sign this Jersey for me or sign this ball for me? Or are you not like that?
2: Um, I'm definitely going to get to know him first. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I grew up watching the guy win world series up in San Francisco. So uh, definitely going to pick his brain and, you know, get to know him a little bit, but I think that's going to be a goal is to get a ball signed or, jersey or something like that you know
1: those uh those jerseys that you tweeted i mean it wasn't the one that i photoshopped that's fine those photos you tweet uh, that you tweeted in that jersey that jersey is insane i mean you want to talk about you not being able to like afford to like live because you're gonna be buying people shit i will bet my life everyone's gonna ask for that jersey (laughs) (laughs) that's sick huh it's so
2: sick i want to wear the old school ones dude i want to get the uh the old school like purple
1: Oh, yes. The one that Randy Johnson wore like during the during the Randy Johnson era age. I mean, that guy was a fucking freak, too. And in Arizona, I mean, I'm not the the brightest dude of all time here. And you played in Cleveland, Tampa, Arizona. What's the difference in like ball flight there? I mean, is the do balls fly more in the humidity or do they fly more in the the dry heat? Pick my brain. Treat this like I'm five years old. All
2: right. I would say definitely the dry (laughs) Um, I don't know if you've ever played golf out here, but it makes you feel really good because you can hit, a. so I'm going off straight golf game right now is it adds probably 20 to 30 yards on your drive. So I'm hoping it does that to the balls as well.
1: Um, but yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun out here. That's a nightmare for pitchers. I mean, you just hate to absolutely see that. And you spent some time in A last year too. What was it like being a part of that A lifestyle again? Or were you getting groomed and treated like a big leaguer there? Or were you just throw, thrown in a motel eight or motel six and they're just like fiend for your fucking self? <laughs> yeah,
2: that was, uh, that wasn't the, the best experience to go back. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a minute, but, uh, dude, you want to talk about a team with big leaguers on it? Like, that was the best A team I've ever seen in my life. The Durham like, Bulls? They, yeah, they're ridiculous. I mean, they won it outright. They And then they won the playoff, the 10-game playoff um, at the end. And just they, they blew everyone out of the water, dude. It wasn't even
1: fair. Didn't they have Mike Brasso there majority of the year? Yes. Yeah, he's on the Brewers now, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's a do- stud. So also break it down to me here. Like I'm five, the MLB lockout. What's the deal with that? And give the listener, like, literally like the office quote, talk to me. Like I'm five years old. Why did this happen? What's going on? And who's at fault here? Everyone's saying it's Rob Manfred, which I am hundred percent stand by, but what's the deal here? What's going on there?
2: I mean, to keep it simple, I just think two sides aren't in agreement. One side wants one thing, one side doesn't want it to change. So it's one of those things where you got to stand up for yourself. It's it, you, you get to a point. I don't know if you have yet or or not in your life where you got to stand up for something you believe in, and I think that's what the players are doing right now. And MLB decided, you know what, we're going to try and get ahead of this thing and, and lock out the players. So, so um, you
1: can't you can't even do like your phys- physical rehab at like a Diamondbacks facility right now, right? No man,
2: I got to see the I got to see the facility a couple days before the lockout, which is sick, and
1: I was excited to work out there. But then we got locked out, so uh, I'm just gonna have to wait a little bit. I mean, that's just insane. So, is one of the things like service time manipulation? Like, do they do they keep you guys in the loop with like what it is that they're disagreeing with?
2: Uh, they do. I'm not part of that. Like, I don't pay attention to it a ton as far as getting in the meetings and all that stuff. So uh, I wouldn't be the best guy to ask. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's some bad blood there for
1: sure. So, you, so you're unemployed right now. Like maybe if you want to get that Twitter game rolling here, just throw up a like a will work for cheap ad on Twitter. Just get the people going a little bit.
2: Do I need to blank out my my picture?
1: Like I, I'm sorry, but that shit is so fucking corny. Like I, I know a lot of guys of the show are doing it. Musgrove did it, all that kind of stuff at least make it something fun, like make it Rob Manfred or make it something like, you know what I'm saying? Make it funny. I mean, not blank picture. It was funny for like the second. And then you start getting other guys, like guys that aren't even in the show doing it, like these random burner accounts doing it. It's like, all right, this is overplayed. So credit to you. You didn't do that, right? No, no, no. What would Johnny G do? That's I wouldn't do that. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't do it. I would probably make it. I don't know if you saw that video. I posted of me launching off Rob Manfred. Did you see that? I don't think so. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, I might make it something along those lines of me hitting a nuke off Rob Manfred or something along those lines because they can't do anything to you. Like if you make a picture of Rob Manfred, what could they possibly do to you to get you in trouble? You don't work for them right now. That's what Matic said. Matic's a free agent, so he's just letting it fly on Twitter right now, technically. Busy. I yeah. haven't seen it. check it out. He's putting people in legit body bags, like Dodgers fans. Like they said one guy said to him, I remember my first beer. And Matzik said, I don't remember my first beer, but I do remember all of them at the parade. What a body bag. I mean, holy shit. This it was a little burner account, too. No name associated with it. That's the shit that the people love. So it's incredible. Have you ever thought about body bagging someone on Twitter? Or do I I usually actually do it for you, but have you thought about it?
2: Yeah, I don't know, dude. I some got some people got it, some people don't. And I'm not, I'm not a guy that that has it. Um I will definitely do it in person though, if if someone Tries to roast me in person, I will put them in a body
1: bag. Give us an example. Like, what was one example of a fan chirping you or something? And maybe it was in Toronto, so I don't know if you should tell this because I'm a Toronto guy. But what's one fan yurping at you, and then you just came back at them, and they just immediately shut up?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say what I did. Oh, it's a
1: mean one. Okay.
2: I will say, I will say there was a bunch of frat boys out in right field in uh,
1: for the White Sox,
2: and they were wearing me out all game. And so there was a, there was a foul ball down the line. I grabbed the ball and they're all, you know, as soon, as soon as, as soon as I, I show that I have a ball, they want the ball. Right. But they've been roasting me the whole game talking about all my stats, college, mom, sister, girlfriend, everything, just roasting me. And they, now they want this ball and you know how they put the nets up uh, all down the line. So I take Oh, and i i hum this thing about a thousand miles an hour right at them <laughs> like half of them reach through the fence and half of them dive backwards and so it just creates like this this ball of just frat boys and they obviously didn't get the ball because it didn't go in the stands the ball boy got it and they that's never so got electric
1: the- that's such a good one i actually saw a funny one steven Souza jr um on talking baseball he told the story of a fan chirping him on the first baseline line and a foul ball goes down there, and it's way out. Like, it's like probably 10 rows up. He dives into the stands to, like, try to, like, give him, like, a little punch. Legit punches him in the face and then just goes back like, fuck, I thought I had that. Like, it, that's <laughs> an all-time move. Hey, there's nothing they can do about it. Then Literally nothing. Unless they, like, storm the field, and the next thing you know, it's just done. They're just absolutely done. So, it's just – you hate to see it. And um, so, being an AZ now, I mean, how's the – you haven't been golfing, right? That would have done – have you been golfing? No, I wish. So what would you think your handicap would be right now? Like, what are you shooting right now?
2: Right now? Like, if I – it was my first round right now? Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm like, I got to be 12 to 15. Holy I don't fuck. know. fuck.
1: That's still good. I mean, I'd still risk my life for that. So credit to you for that. I mean, I, they, and the golf and is bananas, I heard, because they do that thing where it's like dry grass, right? What's it called? <laughs> dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. what it's called. They do like – so in the off season they dry the rough – and the rough is like yellow, but the fairway and the greens are like legit green, green, like beautiful green. I don't know what it's called. Someone's punching yeah. their car radio right now, but that's what it's called. And it's electric. I don't know what it's called though.
2: Yeah. I don't know what it's called either, but I know they kill the rough. And so it, like, it makes you really think about like, I got to hit that green spot. If I'm not in that green spot,
1: it might be tough. Who's the best golfer you've golfed with in the show? Cause you've golfed with like Kevin Pilar, You've golfed with all these guys. Who's one guy that's an absolute stick?
2: Um, I don't know if you've ever heard him. You should get him on the, on the pod though. He's, he's hilarious. Ernie Clement.
1: Ernie Clement. With Is he on the Indians?
2: The Guardians.
1: Hey, oh, Guardians. 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 Sorry. Or Guardians. So he's a stick?
2: Dude. Nasty. Fuck. nasty. Player, dude. He's yeah. He's the best guy I've played with so far.
1: So are you the type of guy that when you play, it's like, there's money on every single hole or you just, you, you just let it fly. Just how you're just there for a good time. Maybe having some trulies
2: dude you got to be a swiss army knife you gotta if you can play with the big boys bet some money yeah i'm in but if it's a group that's like hey we're here to chill maybe we'll throw a couple bucks like we'll do that you know
1: yeah no well, that's true that's a good point i mean i yeah, it's just if you're if you're like you yeah, have the game that i have when i haven't played for a while it's just you're just donating money to the boys but some of the shit you do is just incredible what's well, the nicest course you've played actually i, I you've played an az in, in california and shit so what's that mona lisa course
2: Dude, I think the nicest one I've played at is is called Madeiras in San Diego. Um, One of the hardest courses I've ever played, but it is beautiful, dude. It's San Diego is a beautiful place in general, but this golf course is legit.
1: Is Musgrove getting into it or no?
2: Dude, he can't play golf to save his life, dude. He's, he's the, too tall. He's just not. He just doesn't have it, man.
1: It's like when he's hitting. I don't know if you watch his at bats. It's just absolutely incredible the shit that he does at the plate. I love it. He's a big late barrel guy. Yeah, he'll he's, he'll he'll foul tip one like Howie from fucking ben- bench warmers and be like, I tipped it. I tipped it. That's just he's a good pitcher. He's an absolute rock star of a pitcher. And he showed me, dude, his place in Pittsburgh when he was selling it. What a fucking spot! Holy shit! That's uh, big. That's show, right? I mean, that's show. Yeah, he's What's got what? a good one too. Oh, he's of course he does. What was uh wh- what's glass now like as a roomie? I mean, so I could charm him a little bit here. What is he like as a roomie? Is he clean? What is he? He's clean enough. Yeah, he's clean enough. He's good. He right. does
2: his- he's bored though, dude. He's like a he's he's a fidget guy. So it's like he's gotta be doing something all the time. Like one day he's talking about I want to be a coder on the what you know the fuck? He's on the phone with some guy, and the next day he's uh he's like, I want to run track. I'm like, (laughs) like, what do you, this is, this is opposite, like complete opposite ends of the spectrum there.
1: He probably could actually not think of like, he legitimately could probably run track. He is freakishly tall. Like he is probably like 10 inches taller than I am. And actually I want to bring this up. So when I, when I first met Amir, Amir said, you are so much fucking smaller than I thought you was. What was, what was the first Johnny Junes impression you got? I mean, I'm, I'm not the tallest of all time. You heard in the chirp last, last podcast, but what, what are we talking here?
2: Okay. Yes. Definitely short, but the man can put a couple drinks down,
1: yeah. No, I can't. And, and and sorry, Red Bull. I mean, I showed up to work the next day just in terrible, just like two hours of sleep, just absolutely rough, rough shape. But that's You're, what we do, <laughs> wait, so like not the most hangover friendly, but uh, yeah, you wore it the next day, it was a nightmare. Then, yeah, then I did the same thing the next day, but I mean, that's just what we do for Friends of the Pod, man. I mean, that's just incredible. And when you guys fly to Toronto how strict was like the landing the fucking covid shit like obviously that was right in the fresh of them allowing americans to come down here what was it like for you um it was a lot of
2: you know get on the app you got to have your vax card you got to have your passport you got to have all this documentation and it's kind of the team kind of took care of most of it so it wasn't super hard but um i mean we got in pretty easy
1: is that your new pimp job by the way like just the bat drop and then stare into the earth's crust like what's the new bat drop for you i don't know dude is that it is that that, the that was that picture will always play because that's a picture you could just post anywhere and people be like this guy fucks like that picture is absolutely sick i think i posted it like 50 times like that picture is all day uh that was a sick moment dude that's yeah that was dope it's absolutely banana especially being like I don't even know why I was getting texts. I didn't do fuck all of it. I think just people loved you on the podcast. They're like, holy shit, luplo, holy shit, luplo. And even Kevin Smith, friend of the pod on the Blue Jays texting me is like, holy fuck Luplo. like that. You just had a whole ovation of human beings just fired up for that nuke. That's what we do here. We just we get we get the boys rolling. That's what we do. So it was incredible, man. I mean, I, was there a rally dip that took place after or what's going on here? Oh yeah, for sure. You had to, cause you, cause you got taken out, right? So you got to be like, all right, now I got to keep my keep the juices flowing here. Cheer on the boys. Maybe a rally dip. Oh yeah, Scooby snack for sure. Fuck Scooby snacks. I haven't had those in a while, dude. I yeah, American dip is just so much different than Canada. It's just Canada dip is absolutely dog shit. No flavor, none of that. It's just an absolute nightmare. So the last thing I want to bring up here is is you're going on to next year with a, a team that obviously struggled. For say, they're my team now. They're at my NL team, beside the Braves, besides the Braves. What's like one thing, because obviously you're going to be getting a shit ton of more playing time because you you play like outfield, first base, you can play anything. Maybe we'll mix you in a catcher. What's like one of these goals you have for next year? Because you were close to me getting a tattoo last year. You were at six nukes in the first month. I was fucking shook. So maybe we'll do something like that again. But what's the goals you have here? Bro, let's run that back, by the way. 20, yeah, that- I'll do it. I'm going to tweet it right here. I'm going to announce it. 20 home runs for Jordan Luplo next year. This might be just like close to a guarantee. I will get a Luplo signature tattooed over the Toronto skyline on my chest, lock it in. I'm a man of integrity. I wore a suit to the game, pissed my pants. I'll do it. I'm not scared of that bullshit. So we're gonna get a popping here. So besides that, what's your goal here?
2: Man, dude, uh yeah. I just wanna I just kind of prove to myself and and to other people that, you know, I belong here and and you know, I'm there's a reason I'm I'm sticking around for as long as I have and um you know, I, I, I got to prove a lot of people wrong.
1: True. And the Rays, I mean, trading you, they play opening day here. We could have had another like sweating at Monday night football game or something along those lines, but we won't. So thank you, Rays, for trading them to the team that literally will never play in Toronto, ever. The Diamondbacks will never play in Toronto. Maybe I'll fly down there or maybe I'll drive to New York or Philly because those places are close, but we'll figure something out, loops. Yeah, dude, let's
2: do it. I love you out
1: anyways brother it was a pleasure to have you back on like i said when the moments shine bright you think of guys like matsick reggie reggie jackson jordan luplo those are three guys that when the light shine bright they put the pitcher in their back pocket or the hitter jordan i appreciate you doing this brother we'll get you back on before the season starts for the officially unofficial bump just like we did last time and mm. uh keep buzzing man let's let's get that foot well and let's start absolutely raking in the cage
2: let's do it johnny g thanks for having me on bro